Welcome to Mile High Magazine. Mile High Magazine takes a look at the issues and people shaping events in Colorado. Presented by the Public Affairs Department of Bonneville, Denver. Here's your host, Murphy Houston. And welcome back. It's another edition of Mile High Magazine. Happy Sunday, everybody. I'm Murphy Houston. I have special guests in today, as always. My good friend, Deb Dalling, who is the VP of Community Relations for Crocky Sports, is here. How are you, Deb? I'm great, Murph. How are you? How long have we known each other? Oh, geez, Murph. I think we were both on that kindergarten internship uh, plan at KHOW <laughs> in the 80s. People that don't remember KHOW. Yeah. KHOW actually used to play music. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it did. A long time ago. And also with us today is Courtney Wickenberg from A Precious Child. She's the Chief Communications Officer. Courtney, welcome in today. Thanks so much for having me. Well, you guys do a good job over there at Precious Child. We like to help as best we can. And I ran into Deb at another public affairs type event, and we're just catching up. And she says, why don't you ever talk to us about that whole thing with the give us sports? I'm going, really? Why haven't we ever talked about that before? (laughs) So here we are. So here we are (laughs) talking about it. It's perfect. Oh, it really is. And uh, I guess, Courtney, let's start with you. What is Give Sports and A Precious Child coming together? What are you guys doing with that? Yeah, so at A Precious Child, we provide opportunities and resources to children and families in need to empower them to thrive. And so all of our programs really focus on family stability, academic success, and social and emotional well-being. And so with that social emotional well-being piece, that's where our Give Sports program comes into play. Um, We work with children and families and see what their basic needs are. But then when you look at a child, they require so much that to help them thrive in what they're doing and in school. And one of those big pieces is being involved in extracurricular activities. Right. And so beyond our basic essentials that we provide, we also provide scholarships and sports equipment to children in need. And that can be, you know, a baseball or a soccer ball, but it can also be registration fees so that these children who are struggling and who cannot afford to play sports, they actually have that opportunity to play sports alongside their peers. So it's not just equipment you're handing out. You're also giving money. Yes. I mean, registration fees ain't cheap. No. And so these children, and they're very well aware, we have seven-year-olds who understand the situation that their parents are in. They understand mom is working two jobs and that they can't afford to play soccer with their friends. And so they're just asking us to be able to provide that to them so that they can have the same opportunities as their peers. That's big deal. Yeah, it's I, huge. I mean, it really is. I can't imagine. And, Deb, I'm sure you'll agree. You can't imagine a child, all their buddies are playing football, and they can't because they can't afford to play football. I know. It's not, just a precious child does such an amazing job. Oh, they really do. And we've done a lot of events with you guys. Yes. So we kind of home in on what you're doing for kids because kids are a big deal around our place with Bonneville here and all our radio stations. And Deb, tell me about Crocky's uh, community efforts and why you guys got involved. And did you personally start this with them or how did that work? You know what? Give Sports was in existence. um, And it was about eight years ago that the founder of A Precious Child came down and said, hey, can we just tell you about what we're doing? And went through all of their programs. And we were actually thinking about Um, doing something at the holidays with the Nuggets. And I think people will remember eight years ago was the summer of the horrible fires throughout Colorado and then also the tragedy of the Aurora Theater shooting. And those two instances brought us to what's going to help kids get back to being kids. And we realized that Supplying sports equipment is at the bottom of the totem pole when you have lost everything. Right. But 
getting back and being a kid and playing sports helps a family recover. And so we were so fortunate at that point to have had the meeting with a precious child. Remember that they had a program called Give Sports, and we started our gently used um, and new equipment drive at the Pepsi Center generally have it in September, just as kids are going back to school and getting registered in new sports and helping parents clean out their garages. <laughs> <laughs> I think parents can appreciate that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That is so true. <laughs> Having put four kids through school and sports, you can only oh, imagine geez. what my garage looks like. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to bring my stuff over. We'll say. expect to see you there, Murph, 9 to noon on <laughs> September the 7th. And how does that work? Is it In the parking lot, obviously. In the parking lot, yeah. At Pepsi Center, and you just drive up and say, here you go. You just drive up and say, here you go. Pop open your trunk. Um, one thing that people should really make sure is that the only things that they want to give away should be in their trunk. They should not have their golf clubs in their trunk along with all the other stuff because uh, we will clear it out. Oh. <laughs> we'll but, but what a nice way to take care of that yeah. problem. Yeah, it's a great way to take care of it. And a surprise for the people is as they're bopping open their trunk and they look in the rearview mirror, it's members of the four crunky teams that are emptying out their truck. What? So we've got um, Avalanche players, Nugget players, Ambassadors, former players, Rapids players, Mammoth players, and, of course, the mascots. And those are the ones you have to worry about taking yeah. too much. Can't trust those mascots <laughs> ever. No, <laughs> they're and just, never. Never. <laughs> they're, they're just crazy people. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Literally on top of cars. Yeah. 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 So. One year, um, somebody got out of their car, and the next thing we knew, Rocky was driving their car away. So. Oh, wow. We all know he's the worst Offender, Rocky. Yes, I've done so many events with that guy, and you just don't know what he's going to do. But that's what makes it fun. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) What's he going to do to me? That's a great thing. So, uh, Courtney, I'm wondering, since you've gotten together with a precious child and uh, Cronky Sports, and how do you choose organizations, or how do you know who gets certain? Okay, you get all the football stuff, or how does that work? Yeah, so we at Precious Child works with over 450 agency partners, and agency partners can be anyone from low-income schools, to shelters, to health and human service agencies, police departments, anyone who's able to identify a need in a family, we partner with them so that they can refer families to a precious child. So when a family comes to a precious child, they don't have to prove that they're in need again because we want everyone who comes to a precious child to have a dignified experience. And if you have to prove that you're in need, it doesn't set you off on the right foot. And so we work with these agency partners to identify those families, and then we work collaboratively with them so that the kiddos that need the um, sports equipment and the basic essentials the most receive them. Yeah, and they tell you what kind of needs they have. With certain exactly. sports equipment, does, that's how you pick who gets the baseball stuff? Or, yeah. or Is that a good mix of everything? Or? It is. So we work a lot with the school districts and their athletic directors, but organizations like Boys and Girls Club, Big Brothers, Big Sisters, they will send representatives out as well because they're the ones who best know what their kiddos need. And and so instead of, you know, requesting right. sports equipment all year long, they can come to our fun distribution day event, which is about two weeks after the Give Sports Equipment Drive, and then they can pick up a bunch of stuff for all the kiddos that they serve. But that's a cool day. You do that it's, too, Deb? That's with the a one, really cool yeah, day. Yeah, when they yeah. come and pick up what yeah. you've collected. Yeah, it's amazing. And, you know, mm-hmm. that was one of the reasons that we decided to partner with a precious child on this particular event is that we didn't want people saying, 
well, how come you gave your football equipment to Boys and Girls Club when I could have used it at my group? And so um, it's wonderful to have a precious child because if a nonprofit calls us, we're able to say, absolutely, you can be the beneficiary of some of our equipment. All you need to do is call a precious child, get your agency registered, and then they're registered for all of the programs that APC offers. That's pretty cool. And how do they get involved with that, Courtney? Is there a number they have to call or is there a website they can go to and say, hey, can we get involved with this? Yeah, they can go to our website at apreciouschild.org or they can call us too. And the number's on the website, but we make it really easy because again, when we're working collaboratively with all the agency partners, the people and the kids who benefit the most are the ones that we're all trying to serve. That's a good thing. Yeah. So Deb, what, what are we looking for for equipment? I mean, and is it u- old uniforms or basic like spikes and that kind of stuff? You know, we want equipment, not really um, clothing, okay, uh, but equipment. And we will take anything and everything. We get um, ranging from golf balls all the way up to one year we had a balance beam um, <laughs> donated. Seriously? Seriously, uh-huh. yeah. We, uh, so we get skis and ski boots, but there are certain items that are certainly of more need. We will take anything and everything, but um, Courtney, the items that you get requested the most. It's those big sports, so soccer balls, footballs, baseball. It's all those, um, the team sports that the kids can play and that make it easy for those groups and the school districts who are really struggling um, and if we can provide those sports to them. So like baseball gloves would be included? Yeah, You're talking expensive equipment, bats. Yes. And I just did that with my grandkids. You go, oh, my gosh. It's so expensive. Yes, yeah. You know, helmets are oh, so absolutely. important oh. for for any sport. Any sport at this any sport at, you at, really at a youth need level. It. Yeah, sport. I mean, mm-hmm. I should have a helmet just walking, <laughs> but <laughs> well, I wasn't going to bring that up. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> well, that's a it's a it's a great thing, and there's no limit. I mean, you just I mean, how much stuff mm-hmm. do you get? Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's the first year we got twenty five thousand pieces of equipment. The first year. The first year, and and you know honestly, the first year the equipment was really um, not the greatest caliber. I, uh, some of it was unbelievable, but a lot of it was. I think people were cleaning out the garages and they hadn't done it for twenty years. <laughs> um, so this is an event that makes. Courtney and I incredibly mm-hmm. nervous because people don't pre-register, um, mm-hmm. and it's literally like field of dreams. We open the doors, <laughs> and then I'm sweating. I'm sweating now. <laughs> you know, is anyone going to show up? Because it's yeah. just and it's magical. About two minutes before the event starts, you start to see the cars lining up, oh, and um, so last year it was. Few, just about 27,000 mm-hmm. yep. pieces of equipment. 27,000. Yes, yes. Which benefited 10,000 children. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, so I we was going to vol- ask that next. How yeah. many kids are getting this stuff? Yeah, we had volunteer groups take all the equipment that was donated. They pump up all the balls. They put all the shoes together. And then we set it up like a store environment. So when people are coming to collect the equipment, it's in a dignified manner. And it's wow. And just help yourself. Yeah. What do you need? Take as much. Yeah. Take oh, as cool much as you need. Yeah. Which, like you said, the sports equipment is so oh, expensive. And for incredible. children living in poverty, it's just unattainable to them. So, Deb, do you go through all 27,000 pieces to make sure that... <laughs> well, we do have, we do have um, a guy in the truck with the counter. Oh, yes, we do. Who is just um, counting as the items come in. And it is... 
just so amazing. And, you know, we talked about the sports scholarships. Um, one of the great things about the event on the 7th is that Brandon Sand and Gravel has donated $5,000 to match all cash donations that day to enable more sports scholarships. What a great yeah. thing. And as, in other words, if you don't even have any equipment, how about driving by and flipping a check in the bag yes. and helping yes. kids out with that? Definitely. So, Just, I mean, we have so many kids that are currently waiting to receive sports scholarships because we see such an increase um, when it's time to start registering for right. sports again. And you never want to say no to a child who is just wanting to play a sport because it's something that they love. And for a lot of these kids, it's their first group of friends that they make. And it's something that keeps them motivated and right. focused. We actually track the grades and attendance for all the scholarship oh, cool. kiddos that we serve. So we can actually see the rise in grades and attendance as they participate in extracurricular activities. Talking with Deb Dolling, who is the VP of Community Relations for Cronkey, Courtney Wittenberg, who's from a precious child, Chief Communications Officer. So here we go. But before we wrap up here, let's run it down, Deb. Dates, times, locations, the whole thing. Saturday, September the 7th, 9 to noon in the RAV4 parking lot, which is the parking lot that is just directly across the street from Pepsi Center on Chopper, Chopper Circle. You'll pull in, you open up your trunk, we unload everything, you pull out. Um, the whole process itself takes less than five minutes. And it runs all day? No, just 9 to noon. Just 9 to noon, just that's nine it, Just 9 to huh? noon, yeah. Now, if people do have some equipment that... They can't um, make it down on that day. We are accepting items to be dropped off at Pepsi Center the week of the event. And, of course, a precious child will take items to be dropped off the week after the event. Everything gets loaded on this huge, huge semi-truck. It goes to the warehouse at a precious mm -hmm. child, and they sort and clean everything. And one of the, the funnest um items is that we work with Goodwill. Oh, um, that's good. And Goodwill has a program that teaches a skill of how to repair a bike. So we want bikes in absolutely any condition. The bikes will be dropped off on the 7th. We'll, Goodwill will take them away, magically repair all of them, and have them ready for the distribution day. Bikes are important. Oh. I didn't even think about bikes being included. I'm thinking like, you know, football, basketball, yeah. baseball, yeah. hockey, that yeah. kind of stuff. But every kid can remember the first time they got their first bike. Oh my and gosh. especially with the weather so nice out, I mean, it's their mode of transportation. It's so fun for them. Well, it's uh, give sports and help a precious child. And thanks to Cronky Sports, Deb, and all the good work you guys do over there. And Courtney, good luck with that event. Thank you. It's uh, great to have you guys in here, and we appreciate all the effort you're doing. Thanks, Thanks, Murph, and we expect to see you on the 7th. I don't, I don't I got some spikes from 68. That would be great. <laughs> hey, thanks, you guys, for coming. I really appreciate that. It's been great. Thank you guys for listening. It's Mile High Magazine. I'll take a little time out, and I'll be back with more. Thanks for listening. Now, we continue with Mile High Magazine. Here's your host, Murphy Houston. And welcome back. It's Murphy Houston. And, yeah, we're continuing on with Mile High Magazine. Happy Sunday. Joining us now is my friend Big Bill Ficky from Big Bill's Pizza, County Line, and Holly. Everybody knows Big Bill's Pizza. We hope they know. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm thinking, what, what's going on? In fact, I was telling Bill there was a, somebody, well, that uh, young lady that was just in here with us, Courtney, didn't know about your pizza place and didn't know about 9-11. And Deb Dalling from Cronky Sports and I are looking, are you just nuts? How do you not know about that? Let me tell you, the only ones I've known, maybe they're from a foreign country. You know, and they just got in. Or either that or their friends won't tell them. 
<laughs> the old Yogi Berra thing. Oh, my gosh. That is so true and so very funny. There's no doubt about it. So, Bill, it's good to have you here. Uh, 9-11 is coming up again. But let's just talk about you a little bit, a little bit of background about Big Bill Thickey and your days with the Nuggets and shoe stores and all kinds of uh, stuff. That, that's how I, Well, that's how I came out here. You know, I, I, in 1975, I opened up a athletic footwear store in a Royal Mall called Fleet Feet. And, uh, you know, Larry Brown, sure. Larry Brown and I grew up together and I met Doug and all that stuff. And one thing led to another. And one day I'm sitting on the bench with Doug. <laughs> <laughs> Doug Moe. We're yeah. talking Doug Moe now. Right, right, Doug Moe. And, uh, I mean, it was great. It was a great time. We had great players. The guys, all they all looked out for me. They yeah. really did. You know, all, I'll never forget the one time uh, Doug got sick and I had to coach. How nerve-wracking was and, that? Well, let me tell you this. About 10 minutes before we went to the locker room to talk, I get a phone call from Doug. <laughs> he says, Fick, remember, after two minutes, nobody's listening. <laughs> <laughs> then on the way out, old Dan said, I'll bet your rear end is so tight you couldn't put a pin in it. <laughs> but they took care of me. Old Hanslick and, and uh, TR and Kiki, Alex, you know, uh, Dan, all of those guys. They were, great, they were great guys. They really were. Fun times, though, right? Yes, it was. And then you went from that to the shoe business. When, you know, I was I was doing the shoe business at the time. Both? Yeah, we had the, I hired a manager to run the stores. And then uh, after I left that, I went and coached in the CBA for a year. And then I scouted for 10 years. Good and, for you. And it was fun. It was, it was great. You know, and then 1995 came along. I sold my last uh, shoe store. And... Uh, used to go into this pizza place and I used to tease the guy all the time hey I'd love to do one of these and my wife would be sitting next to me and say you don't want to do one of these because <laughs> she she grew up in the restaurant business so uh, one thing led to another and I opened we opened up on County Line and Holly and I had no idea whether it was going to be any good and bingo we have now this is uh, November we'll start our 25th year God, well I've been going there since I don't know Late 80s, early 90s, probably right after you opened. Yeah, well, we opened up in 95. Well, it was probably 95. right. Well, it was so it's probably that. right around there. Yeah. Good stuff. Good pizza. And I mean it. And it's mm-hmm. such a great family place. And you've got your family there. And the young kids you have working there are the best. Yeah. Very polite. And they're good at what they do. And, and the food's good. No, you know, and I, really, the food is good. And, and we're lucky. You know, we hire and we, we mostly try to hire the friends of the people that work for us. Uh-huh. Because we figure, your know, mother used to tell you, birds of a feather flock together. That's very true. And then our management staff has done a great job in, you know, teaching them, the, you know, the, the, the ways to do it. And they, they, I tell them, people are coming in for the pizza, but let me tell you something. They also come in for you. And if you don't, if you don't, you know, handle yourself correctly, you can make a good, a good meal into a bad meal. Oh. And uh, they, they they do a great job. And it's more than the pizza. Your menu is very extensive. In fact, I like that Big Boss sandwich. <laughs> boss hog. Yeah. yeah. Oh, heck yeah. I like that one, too. <laughs> kind of fits me. Yeah. And any sports memorabilia. Is there is there somebody in the sports business you don't know? I mean, every picture with you is somebody. On well, the- <laughs> that, a lot of that, a lot of those pictures come from, uh, you know, I used to be the president of a cancer foundation out in California. And I still go back every year. And uh, a lot of those big time celebrities there. You know, it's a lot bigger than my my nine eleven thing. We, you know, we just had it last uh, two weeks ago. Uh, Fourteen hundred people at dinner, about seventy celebrities. Oh my gosh! We honored uh, uh, Pete Rose. Wow. Mike Tyson, wow. Jerry Rice, and Cedric the Entertainer. Shoo! And it was we raised a million for. Oh. 
Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It really is. These, these, the two brothers that started that, they do an amazing job. Amazing job. That's, a, that's good news there. Well, let's get to the amazing job you do. Let's talk about 9-11, the history of it, how it started, and how it continues. Well, again, you know, on that tragic day, you know, every, every New Yorker that lived in the area was in Big Bill's. And all they wanted to do was tell their story or hear about somebody else's story. And I, I saw that, and I, and I said, you know, we have to do something. So the very next week, we did a, a, cha- a charity event where we, we just asked people to donate. We didn't charge them anything. And uh, we wound up raising $35,000, and we sent it right to the, the New York Fire Fund. Sure. And then about a day later, my good friend, who was a fireman, called me and was telling me they would that that day he lost six people from his firehouse. Oh, boy. And they were going to do a fundraiser for the families of those six people. So I said, we got to do another one. Yeah. So we did another one, and we sent almost $35,000 out to that uh, foundation. And I said, you know what? <clears throat> we got to do this every year, only we've got to do it in a, in a positive way. So what we, we do every year is, is we want to honor all those who gave their lives for others. Right. All the all those EMTs and the, you know the first responders, the firemen, everybody and honor them because you know here it is what 19 years later I think right, right? I think I think that's right. Yeah. People don't really remember what really happened and how the country was that day. And we want them not to forget that. Only don't forget it in a positive way. Let we're going to honor all of these first responders by helping others. And that's the key, help others. Sure is. And, and you know, what we do, again, we people come in, we don't charge them, we ask them to donate. And just to give you an idea, last year we checked our computer, because we have to put everything in the computer to get the food out, and we would have sold $27,000, and we raised 140 Yep. That's how generous... Our, our people are. It, it amazes you every every time you see it. I mean, they care. They care about others, and it you know it's the one day of the year we all look around and we say, "Wow, we did something good today." And, yeah, you know, it is a good feeling. Yeah, it is, and, and you know all the workers donate their salaries. Anybody leaves tips, it all goes it all goes into the to the uh, bucket, and uh, you know every single penny that is donated is given out. So there is no expenses. I take care of all of that. There's no administrative fees, none of that. Every penny goes to help cancer patients and their families and for cancer research. Well, let's back that up because that's what it's evolved to now over the years, your 9-11 day, from helping the people out in New York to a tribute to your wife. Well, right, and I should say, also, every penny stays here in Colorado. Right. We felt, you know, we did our part for New York, but now it's the people here in Denver and, and you know, in our area, Centennial and Islands Ranch and all that, are donating the money, so we need to help the people here. Right. And that's what we do. Yeah, but you started more of a cancer group now. Let's talk about that. And a tribute to your wife who passed away and well, the money you raised, and, it, and, and you've helped so many people now in Colorado. Well, you know, we started out, we used to give it to uh, different charities around town. And then my wife uh, you know, died of cancer in uh, February 14th, 2007. And we said, you know, we're going to start a charity and keep her memory right. alive. She was probably uh, 
the closest thing I could ever tell you to what we're supposed to be. She had a touch or a ear or a, or a word or just a hug, whatever it was for anybody and everybody. She was the most amazing human being I've ever met, and I was privileged to be her husband. And we, we do that. It's a Joanne B. Ficky Cancer Foundation. Also, if you can't come in that day or anything and you want to donate, you can donate at the Joanne B. Cancer Foundation uh, online. And we, you know, we take anything. I mean, sure you, you know, it doesn't matter whether it's a dollar or five hundred dollars. And and I can tell you, this this was one of the great things that happened a, a year or two ago. A gentleman grabbed me and he said, "Bill, um, I need to talk to you, but you're busy today, so I'll come back." So about three weeks later, he came back. And he told me a story about he he as an adult wound up with getting pediatric cancer, and uh, he met a young man from Highlands Ranch and. They were both in treatment together, sure, sure. and the young man didn't make it. So he wanted to. He said, "Whatever you're going to give, I'll match." Wow. To 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 uh, Children's Hospital Pediatric Cancer, and that, that year we raised 160 thousand. Wow. <laughs> Matched it? No, he matched. We we normally we we wound up giving I think uh, fifteen thousand, and he met he he matched the fifteen thousand, and uh, it, it was amazing. I mean, it's the kind of people we, you know that we get. You know, they they t- they have a story and they, and they want to want to do it. And as I tell you, you know, it's not huge donations. It's it's dollars and you know here and a dollar there, but it just shows you how many people are involved in our in our charity. Well, and they care and they want to give, and a dollar goes a long way. Exactly right. And and believe me, we are helping a lot of people. One of the one of the founda- one of the uh, foundations that we that we donate to is uh, the. Uh, Cancer League of Colorado research that, that was a great research uh, organization and a year or two ago a guy told us what what we donated to them led to, to, to them getting a grant of over a million dollars that's important and so, I know that organization so, yeah so every every penny really you know expands <laughs> and but there's like what four or five organizations you give the money to yes yeah we, we, we give it to uh, uh, the Rocky Mountain Rocky Mountain Stem Cell Foundation, which helps cancer patients who need maybe they come down for a transplant uh, and they can't afford a room for their husband or their, their wife to to stay sure. while they're doing it, and they would go to the social worker and that some of that money helps them. Then we do the exact same thing in every hospital around the around the city. Uh, Rocky Mountain Cancer Foundation has a has a they're in every hospital and the same thing. And we, we we donate to Children's Hospital of Pediatric Cancer. We we donate to ovarian cancer. We donate to prostate cancer, uh, and the Colorado and the, and the Cancer League of Colorado. Good group of people too. No, they're they're all. Let me tell you, they they do fine work and they help a lot of people. Well, you're going to get a place in heaven someday. You know that, right? Well, b- believe me, in my past, <laughs> I, I need every everything I can get. <laughs> so, you know, it's just one small. Small thing I can do, and I, we love doing it. It's not just me. Believe me when I tell you, we, we've been working on this since since the first of August. That's how it, long it takes to. It's a little easier now because we've done it for 19 years, but the preparation and the volunteers, you know, people that used to work for me, come back and and they work that day, and we couldn't do it without them because oh, they, no. they, they 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 know what's going on. They know how to how to cook and how to do this and, and everything. 
So it, it's a, it takes, a, as they say, it takes a village, and we, we have an unbelievable village that helps us. You do. And it always amazes me because we get there. You never know who you're going to see there. I remember one day we went, and there was Joe Sackick sitting there eating oh, pizza. Yeah. I mean, you, you get sports guys coming in all the time for that. No, you know, Joe Joe came in, Kubiak came in, uh, Jared Jared. Um, I can't think of his. I'm sorry, Jared. I can't remember the the, the head coach of the, of the Avalanche came in. Uh, Mike Malone, a uh, couple of the Broncos, uh, Sanders and and uh, Todd Davis. Sure, they came in. I mean, and they just lended their lend their support to to what we're doing. And it goes all day. Give them kind of a time frame on that day, well, 9-11. We, you know, whenever the first person walks in, which is usually around 9.30 or something, until about 9.30, 10 o'clock at night, when we run out of dough, <laughs> we, we have to close. And, and believe me, you know, when you think about it, I never used to think about it, but I started looking at it. We do about 1,200 pizzas. Oh, my gosh. 1,200 pizzas that day. It is an amazing thing. And, and it includes pickups, too. Food you pick yes. up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Lot, yep, takeout. Yeah. A lot of takeout. Yep. Well, it's coming up. 9-11 will be here before you know it. Yes. And I would advise, based on my past experiences in attending this event, if you wait, I don't know, 7, 8 o'clock, it gets a little nuts. If you get there on like 4 or 5 for early dinner, bingo. Otherwise, the line goes out into the parking lot. People waiting to get in. You know what the amazing thing is? They've waited an hour, hour and a half. Sure. And what we try to do is take out little samples of the pizza for them while you they're do. waiting. You do. But they, you can tell they're there for a reason. And, and, and anybody would wait that long. And they, the people are great. People Big are Bill. great. How we so have wonderful you? people, I'll tell you. Yeah. Well, you're the best, Big Bill. Big Bill Ficky. Big Bill's Pizza. County Line and Holly. 9-11, get out and support the cause. Get whatever you want to eat and give whatever you can. That's kind of how it is, huh? Exactly right. Thanks for coming in, Bill. Thank Appreciate you. Thanks, thanks again. Yep, it's good, and we'll see you all there on 9-11. And thank you for listening today. It's Mile High Magazine. I'm Murphy Houston, and we'll talk to you again next Sunday.